Welcome to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Your hosts are Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. This program is based on practical life-enhancing tools to shift your energy, mixed in with great stories, lots of laughs and wisdom to help you feel more confident and ignite your full potential. Now, here's Sarah and Sheila. Hello, it is Sarah and Sheila here today, and we're so excited to have you listening in with us. Today we have Jennifer Sun Rourke with us and her daughter. And Jennifer is notoriously the former college roommate and close friend of the one and only Miss Sheila Turner. Jennifer's other claim to fame is being the mother of 12-year-old Chloe O'Rourke. Chloe came out to her parents at age 10 as transgendered, and their journey of comprehension and acceptance of Chloe living as her true self in an otherwise conservative culture has been both a blessing and a challenge to them all. Chloe will be here later to explain her journey and what it means to her to be transgender. Jennifer is going to provide us with some insight on how parents can understand this new terrain with love and understanding and laughs, lots of laughs. Welcome, Jennifer. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. And as uh, the diva has just arrived, so now it's a double show after all. Say hi, Chloe. She had to get off the school bus, folks. So she is off the school bus and ready to chat with Fab and Powers. Wonderful. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. So we're so excited. I'm I'm really... um, happy that you're going to share with us your story and your journey. We fully are open to educating people out there, creating a sense of compassion and openness and a community and world where we are very accepting. And so I'm super pumped about this. Super duper pumped. Sheila, this is your buddy. Want to say anything to your good (laughs) notorious friend here? Oh, she is just as, if not more notorious than I. And... (laughs) (laughs) Chloe, I've got some stories. Okay, I had to get it out. I had to get it out. (laughs) But we chose chose this day, too, because this day is Harvey Milk Day. And so we are celebrating Harvey Milk Day and the LGBTQ community. So we are so excited to have you here, Chloe, especially on this particular day. How are you feeling today? I am... I'm actually... I've had a pretty good day today. I don't know why. Last few days have been a little tough, but been like a lot of work and junk in school but guys that this has been actually pretty good awesome are you wrapping up for the school year now yeah there's about i think 20 or so days left and then life begins again <laughs> i am currently in sixth grade excellent good times <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sixth grade was a fun year for me. I remember sixth grade. But you're ready for summer to come. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. It's been a ride. Her being in, out in school has been a ride, too. So that's actually not a bad segue. She's, uh, yeah, well, let's talk fun. about it. Tell us all about it. What, yeah. it is like, what is it like to be out in sixth grade? You're at school. What happens? What was it like for you? Um, You see, I'm very lucky because the people around me uh, support me and there's like a few people every once in a while that I just don't talk to because there's just there's just always going to be those people in the world like no matter where you are there's always like one or two per- yeah. persons like one or two people that are just going to disagree with whatever you do or whatever you say mm-hmm. so I'm not surprised but it feels 
I'm so lucky that I wasn't just surrounded by so many people like that. And there's so many like good friends and people that I can trust like around me. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's Sorry. great. So how did you find that support when you, um, you know, first came out, did you come out to your friends first, your parents first? Can you tell, take us kind of through your journey from when you really knew what was going on or yeah. what you needed yeah. to really well, feel whole? Back it up for a second, Chloe. When did you know? When did you think you knew that you were trans? When did you think you knew? How old were you when you came out, tell them? I was, I was like nine or ten. You I know, just I was turned like ten years just old. Just turned ten. Uh-huh. And... Well, I think the, I never really knew what transgender was at, like, the previous years. I think it was around 10 you started mm-hmm. telling me what being It was around 9 was. I started to tell you because you Yeah, and then, it, and then I kind of, like, realized, like, wait a second, that's me. And then I went up and, like, the moment I realized, I told my mom and dad. And the next day at uh, school, because I was so excited, I told a few of my friends. And they, um, I ended up being able to trust those people. And I still do, some of them. <laughs> Uh, one or two of like just became mean girls, and I don't want to associate myself with them anymore. But at the middle school thing, uh, yeah, the middle school thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, right. anyway, uh, but the rest of my friends didn't tell anyone. Uh, I can put my trust in them. It's so great. Yeah, so you were very um, lucky. Like yeah, that. I was very, very lucky. But what may, I want to know, I want to hear you say, what was it that? How did you find out what being trans was? It wasn't just me. It was social media too, right? You got to see more. No, you, it was, you saw trans people on YouTube, right? Did no. Oh, it was just me? Yeah. I take all the credit for that? <laughs> oh, Merit, I'll take it. Bad pot. Mommy gets a gold star. Okay. Well, let me I'll ask you, it. Mom. How did you, like, what were the things that indicated to you that something might be um, a little bit different or non-traditional well, for your daughter? Well, to be, to be honest, as Sheila will tell you, I have been a staunch LGBTQ ally my entire life. I've worked in the arts most of my life, and so I've been surrounded by this community of people who I absolutely love and supported. And when Chloe was little, she was identified as she had, uh, was assigned male at birth, and she was named Finn. And as baby Finn, as she got a little older and started to get personality, she didn't. She did all the boy stuff. You know, she played. She played uh, all the boy sports and played with the boy toys. Yeah, you still do, let's be honest. And I was a tomboy growing up, so that didn't mean anything off, you know, off the cuff. But, you know, it's in the quiet moments that when no one was looking, she'd try on my makeup or put my shoes on. Or, and when we were at the bookstore, she'd ask for the notebook that had the sparkly hearts on it and things like that. That my, my inner self said, oh, she's going to grow up to be, this is going to be a fabulously gay man. I thought for sure she was going to be a fabulously gay man. I was like, okay. It, and I, I kind of had that in the back of my mind that if she ended up identifying as gay when she was older, we would be prepared. We would do whatever we needed to do. She had more all girlfriends, almost no boyfriends when she identified as a boy. And she just related to girls a lot more. She was a little bit effeminate, but not outrageously so. So when she came to me, and said, Mommy, I have something really serious to tell you. And she said, I'm transgender. The first thing I said to her was, do you know what that means? Do you remember what you said to me? I don't. Well, I'll tell you. All right. You said, it means that even though I look like a boy on the outside, inside I'm a girl. And I said, how long have you felt it? 
I said, how long have you felt this way? And you said, as far as I can remember, I've always felt this way. And I did not see that coming. I, first of all, when she asked me to have a serious conversation, she said, Mommy, may I speak to you privately for a moment? And that's my 10-year-old talking. I thought she was in trouble. I thought she did something wrong. She was <laughs> going to confess to doing something wrong. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sure this is going to be entertaining. I was not expecting that. And it caught me flat-footed. And it was in that moment I thought to myself, you've been talking the talk, supporting the community all your life. This is the universe's uh, way of saying it's time to walk the walk. So my response was, what was my response? Do you remember? What did I say to you? I remember you were very supportive. I don't remember exactly what you said. You should be remembering everything. I'm just horrified. She just got off the bus. Let her relax for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, of course, I I said to her, whatever, whatever makes her happy. I, I love her for who she is. And of course, then the next thing she said was, and I want to be known as Rachel. And that mm-hmm. made me fall off my chair. I went, Rachel. And, of course, we went straight from having a serious conversation to nitpicking about names. I don't like your name, <laughs> Rachel. Why are you choosing Rachel? And it became a joke. And then we laughed and we calmed down. And then she told her father. Now, her father, is he's Irish Catholic from Ireland, from Dublin. And I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure. He's a pretty traditional person. But he has a big heart. I have to be honest. Her father was phenomenal. He was very supportive. He was worried, though. I personally, as Sheila will tell you, I'm the kind of person that my attitude is to each his own. If this is what you want to do, you want to look like a boy, but put a bow in your hair and go downtown Red Bank, you do whatever you want to do. I don't care. He was worried. He didn't want her to be bullied. He was afraid. He was very overprotective of her. He worried a lot. But the day that I got her her first dress, he cried. And I thought it was too much for him. I thought maybe he would, was not accepting. But actually, it was the opposite. He said, I've never seen that joy in my child's face before. And now I get it. Now I get it. And he's been on board ever since. I'm going to cry. You're allowed to cry. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Chloe, I'll tell you, you got yourself two amazing, amazing parents there. I know your mom, and I've met your dad, and... Boy, I'll tell you, you couldn't have been born into a more supportive environment. And that's that's the key, especially for, you know, for the kids making this transition is to have that unconditional love and support. That's amazing. Yeah, it is not as easy for other parents. But again, Sheila, you know me. My attitude is this is my kid. This is who they are. I love their heart. If this makes them happy, so be it. She's not hurting anybody. She makes some people uncomfortable. Well, that the comfort level comes from them, not from her, because she's very loving and, and kind and respectful. And she is actually a happier, kinder, more gregarious, personable person than she ever was when she identified as a boy. When she was a boy, she had a very dark cloud around her. She was very sad and angry all the time. And we didn't know what it was. She'd have temper tantrums. We couldn't figure it out. And since she's come out... It's like a whole new person was born, and I like this person. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank I'll get, you. Yeah, you owe me twenty bucks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, can you tell us a little bit about that? Can you expand on that? Did you feel like there was a cloud, and you just couldn't identify it? And then once you identified it, um, there was like that release. Or can you share with us a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah I just remember like not talking to people a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I kept to myself a lot. I'd always like keep my emotions inside. I never talked to anyone. I 
Did I have a therapist at the time? No, you didn't have a therapist. Oh, wait. Oh, you who did. was that one guy who would give me, like, those little crackers? I don't know. I talked to you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> way, we couldn't figure out why she was so dark, and we took her to a therapist, and he gave her crackers. She was only, You were only, like, I don't know. You were very young. We couldn't figure out where this darkness was coming from. She used to be such a gregarious kid as a toddler, and then as she got older, she's got sadder and sadder. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't figure out what it was figure out what it was. Yeah, I right. don't remember too much about that since I kind of, you know, the moment I came out, it kind of, oops. Took everything and put <laughs> took it everything out and threw it out the window. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's, yeah. You just moved forward with it, it, sounds like. You just were like, all right, I'm out now and, and, and let's move <laughs> forward. So what were the next steps yeah, yeah. To, to do? Like, once you came out, then what were the next steps? Yeah. What did we starting? What did we start to do at school? Oh, I will say as a side note, another identifying factor. It's one of those things when you look back, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm like, oh, there was a sign, there was a sign, there was a sign, and I just didn't see it. One of the dots I connected was when she was about eight years old. From the time she was eight to the time she was ten, three times she told me that she hated her private and she wanted to get rid of them. I don't mean to oh. embarrass you, sweet pea. But as a, and I joked, I was like, hey, when you get older, you're going to love it, you know. But it didn't, it wasn't a joke to this child. And the fact that they kept right. making comments about that really made me very nervous. Because let's be honest, if you're going to grow up to be a gay man, that doesn't affect your physiology at all. So the fact that she was focused on her, on her body bothered me a lot, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then when she told me it came out, she came out as trans, I went, oh, well, no, that, suddenly that makes sense. So you came out, and then, but you didn't come out of school right away, did you? Oh, yeah. Didn't it take me, like... Three months. I remember I came out on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, you did. <laughs> like a true Irish Like a true Irish child. Like a- <laughs> <laughs> came out right on St. Patrick's Day. Um, But we took baby steps along the way. Like, I think yeah. at one point... um. You would send me, or it, I don't want to sound like you were like telling me to do this, but <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah, you that. forced me to do this. No, yeah. Um, so we, over time, got a lot of more effeminate clothing. Yes. And I started wearing like sparkly shirts to school, like mm-hmm. girls' shirts to school, and girls' shirts to school. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, I started wearing more feminine clothing to school. And I little think at one little. point, yeah, little by little. Um, to kind of ease people into it. Yeah, right? I think you got me like, even, like, little white, like, bralettes to, like, yeah. just, like, a little bow on it underneath my shirt, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then I remember, I think, this last thing was when I got these black, I got a new pair of glasses, they were black, and then they had, on the inside, they were, like, a pink or purple, mm-hmm. and they were made uh, specifically for girls, and I always remembered, like, this was in fourth grade. Uh, a lot of the girls be like whispering themselves or whatever, and they weren't being mean. I'm sure they were just like wondering, like, oh, just like what's that? Yeah. yeah. And um, why is she wearing girl glasses? Yeah, those same people. They're like very nice now. Yeah. I'm not saying they're mean then. They're just they're curious. You know, mm-hmm. I would be too if I saw you know, a guy, I don't know, a guy from my school wearing like sparkly shirts and pink glasses. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And um. I sorry had, about the, if you hear the yard work, I'm sorry. I can't believe the one time this guy decides to trim the lawn, it's right when we're all in the air. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. I can't even hear it. Yay. Okay, good. Never mind. Um, never mind. <laughs> what? Long or Anyways. Um, <laughs> I had a therapist at the time called Ashley mm-hmm. in Ashley Adams, and she was helping me out a lot 
with how to come out at school. That's right. And I ended up, when did I come out? Uh, okay. Oh, this was so, it was so scary for me because I went to school dressed with, I had a pink, like leopard backpack, a little unicorn lunchbox, right? I had, I was dressed in full girls clothes and I went to school on that day on St. Patrick's Day. And I remember walking into the classroom and everyone was just like, whoa, like, what's that? Like, you know, like, just being kids. Again, not being hurtful at all. And um, my friend at the time, Lizzie, she uh, took me down in the library and I never got to hear what my teacher said, but, oh, my teacher, she was so supportive of me, uh, Miss McDonald. She was so, she's such a great person. I love her so much. And she explained to the class what transgender was, and she said, Finn is no longer Finn. Finn is now Chloe, and pretty much explained that to the class. And then I came back in, and when I came back in, I was expecting to have, like, people stare at me, but everyone was, like, everyone started clapping when I walked in, and it was so great. And then... What happened was my friend, uh, Ava Didi at the time, she's like, she's like, oh, wow, you're really brave. Like, I support you, Finn. I mean, Chloe or whatever. And she's like, I need to get used to this. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so, you know, that's so great that you had that experience. So your teacher, you told your teacher ahead of time then? Yeah. And filled the teacher in so you had a plan? Yeah. What happened was um, the word... uh, because only my class knew there were like a few other classes. And when I went to lunch, everyone was like, all the other classes were a little, little shook. They're like, what's that? And then, then word spread around, parents found out, kids found out. And then my dad was getting emails from other parents saying like, oh, we support Chloe. Like if you need a friend, let us know. We're here for you. I'm running out of breath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take a sip. Well, the cool thing is, is that we had thought that she was going to wait until summer to, to transition to, you know, to come out and just ride the school year. We thought we were going to move at some point. We figured maybe she could come out when we go to a new school system. But true to form, Chloe couldn't wait. She, just, she was like, I know who I am and I want to be that person now. You didn't want to wait. You were very upset. That's not what happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. Am I rewriting your history? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, what happened Correct was, your mother. Go we ahead. were going to have me come out at the end of the day on Friday, mm-hmm. so that the rest of the weekend people could sit and think, and then right. by next week we'd be fine. It wasn't the summer. Well, that, that was the first, but see, that was the first thought. Was it? Yep. And then you started to get very upset. You would have, like, anxiety in the morning, so you didn't want to go to school, because you were tired of having to be in any kind of boy clothes. You're like, let me just dress the way I want to dress. And so we finally, her father and I decided to go and tell the school, and we had a big sit-down, and we had, uh, you know, the entire staff. We had the teacher there, the principal, the nurse, the school counselor, you know, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick. Everybody was there. We, we uh, FaceTimed in her therapist who helped uh, explain a bunch of stuff, uh, and we all agreed that we were going to do this. They changed her name to Chloe in the system at the school so that everything would have her name on it. Now, she, her name has not yet been legally changed. Once that happens, everything will have her name on it. But right now, anything that has any state documents don't say Finn, which she's so thrilled about. I'll have to get on that 
It's on my list. I know, honey. She's making a face at I don't me. really care so much. Oh, I love it. It's annoying. It's just annoying. See, she's such a good kid. She Unless doesn't it's like, like in my face all the time, I can tolerate it. I know. So what, that's when we designed this, uh, we designed this plan that she would not be in the room when the teacher made the announcement. That's when we all decided. And because we are very lucky. It's very strange. We're in a very conservative part of New Jersey. Very conservative part of New Jersey. However, the state is extremely liberal. And they take Title IX very seriously. And so she was immediately allowed access to the girls' bathroom. And in middle school, when she moved up to middle school, she was immediately allowed access to the girls' uh, gym, the locker room. And I won't lie, some parents had a problem with that. But no one has ever, ever come to us. And the school has been very clear to us. Yes, there have been parents who've been concerned but we are very strict about the fact that this is the law. So we are very lucky to be in a place in the North that backs Title IX because Title IX has been under a great deal of pressure to be revoked by a lot of the administrations. So we have to be very careful about that type of thing. I know there are children and families all over the United States who do not have that luxury of being able to use the bathrooms that they want or be able to use the locker rooms in the school. So we are very, very lucky, and we don't take it for granted. So she's had an easy transition for the most part. For yeah. the most, for the most part. For the most part, it's been a little. There've been a couple few people. Yeah, few people I can think of. But I'm sure the the joy that you see, Jennifer, on her face, and the joy that you feel, Chloe, in your body, has to pull you through this transition, and has to pull you through like the negative moments, right? Mm-hmm. Just the I, freedom you feel. I don't think of myself as like trans or a guy I just I'm just a girl honestly yeah. I don't I don't even think it matters that much like I'm a girl hi mm-hmm. I, I wear blouses and dresses what's up how's it going yeah. <laughs> like you know I just I try to just have fun and be happy I don't try and think about gender or sexuality or any of that just, you know don't think about sexuality you're 12 but that is a concern among parents who maybe you know their child is coming out to them as transgender and the fact that there is no real connection between gender identity and sexual orientation that's absolutely true the way it's been explained to me the easiest way to explain that is sexuality is who you go to bed with gender identity is who you are when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror it's who you are not who you sleep with very very different and her sexuality Absolutely. will be yet to is her sexuality is yet to be determined. She's still twelve. Don't make she has a look of shock on her face. <laughs> I wish you could see it. Who I told her who knows? Your mother said no yeah. topic was off limits, by the way. This is all your mother's doing. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, that's sorry. I, I did warn them that we could talk about anything. So if you don't like what I'm saying, you can yell at me on, on the air. You're allowed. This is your one time you're allowed to yell at me. <laughs> She gets a pass. Uh, I'll pass. So, Chloe, do you have any advice for people who are going through or um, feeling the way you felt? Other kids maybe listening or parents listening to this? Um, I think my dad told me there was, like, two kids he knew, and one of the kids was transgender, but they didn't know how to deal with it or, like, like, how to come out or do any of this. And they heard about it from me, and it made the kid, like, muster up courage to go and, like, tell their parents. And that really touched me, you know. Yeah. And, I, yeah. yeah. 
And they ended up coming out from, you know, help that I told my dad to message them, example, stuff like that. What would you tell these kids? If they're kids listening, what would you say to them right now? If they were unsure about coming out or they weren't sure about who they are, what would you say to give them strength? I would say don't let other people tell you who you are because only you will really know. You can't let other people be your voice or your head or, you know, mm-hmm. like listen to your gut. If you are saying to yourself, you think you're a girl or you think you're a boy or anything or you think you're gay, lesbian, bisexual, anything like that, you're gay, lesbian, or bisexual, trans, that's just who you are. Don't let other people say, oh, you're too young to be lesbian or you're too young to be trans. You're- what do you think about that? Some people thinking you were too young to know. There are a lot of people think, oh, the children at that age, they don't know. I've, you- heard, I've even heard people say like, oh, well, like I've had a friend who came out to their parents about being lesbian and their parents said, you're too young to be lesbian, but they're not too young to be straight. That was my Ooh. question. Ooh, question. Good snap, girl. Snap. <laughs> that's what I would Ooh. do. <laughs> that's, my, that's my kid. That was my I'm kid. Yeah. So you are your mother's child. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you do You do seem yeah. to have a, a de- definite wise soul about you for being in sixth grade. I think that's amazing that you are so in tune <laughs> with who you really are. And that's just phenomenal. So pat yourself on the back. That's That's awesome. And what about parents? So for Jennifer, what advice do you have to parents listening? Well, I happen to be a senior admin. I'm a senior admin for a very large Facebook group called Parents of Transgender Children. And there are over 8,000 members. We have new parents come and, and they're referred to us. It's one of the oldest groups online. It's a support group for new parents whose kids have come out and to help them navigate it. This group was directed to me. I was directed to this group rather two years ago, and it really saved it saved my my life in so many ways. You have a whole community of people who understand exactly how you're feeling. I'm very lucky in the fact that I didn't mourn the loss of who I thought my kid was. There are a lot of parents who have a hard time dealing with the idea that their child is a completely different identity than who they thought they were. I mean, if I were really super focused on this, I would be upset about the fact that she was not a boy and, and she wasn't going to grow up to be the man that I thought she was. Or whatever. There are parents who it's the other way around. I thought I had a daughter. I thought I was going to see her get married. I thought I was going to see her have children. Turns out she's a trans man. Those kind of hopes and dreams that we have for our children are very hard for some parents to let go of, and it's like a grieving process. But what we have to remember is that our child is right there. And every parent has dreams for their kids that rarely come to fruition because, let's face it, our children always have their own path. No matter what we hope they're going to do, they're always going to choose what they need to do at the end. And our job as parents is just to love them and give them the tools that they need to navigate the world. That's really the baseline of being a parent. And what I would suggest is that these parents go to our site, There's tons of other resources online that you can find about and lots of books you can read. The Transgender Child is a great book to start reading for new parents. And you understand it's really, once you wrap your head around it, it's not any different. Your child is no different than who they were the day before they told you. It's the same child. 
it's just that's the amazing yeah. amazing advice yeah. i mean we have so much more to talk to you too about we're going to go to a quick commercial break but before we do make sure you're following us on social media at fab empowers hashtag gab with fab and hashtag fab empowers so that we know that you are listening we will be right back This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to life from flat to fabulous with your hosts sheila and sarah got a question or a comment about the show we're right here by email at info at fab-women.com that's info at fab-women.com now back to life from flat to fabulous. Hello, it's Sarah and Sheila here, and we are back with our very, very special guests, Jennifer and Chloe, and they are talking today about Chloe's transition, transgender, from being thin to being Chloe, and she had the best advice. She said, don't let other people tell you who you are, and it's just amazing, and I, I've been really enjoying this, and um for those of you just joining us, welcome. We're going to hear more about the story of Chloe and her deciding that, you know what, for her to really be who she is, she needed to be truthful with herself, and she feels better as Chloe than she did as Finn. And the cloud lifted, and her mother and her father have been super, super supportive of this process and have just really loved the fact that they can see the joy on her face because she is finally who she was meant to be. And so yeah. let's talk a little more. Let's talk a little bit more about that. There's a quote that I found from Cooper Lee Bombardier. Do you know them or him, Jennifer? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's an awesome quote. It says, it isn't about becoming another person. I already am who I am. I just want my body to reflect that. It's not like I'm suddenly changing from the person you've always known. There is more about, this is more about willingness to see who I've always been. And I feel like that's what you just touched on before we went to break. It's your child is still your child. That's right. That's right. That's actually a beautiful quote that I should print out and frame on the wall because I, <laughs> I, people really need to hear the weight of what was, of what they're saying. There are a lot of parents, like I said, there are a lot of parents out there that grieve the loss of the loss of who they thought their child was. 
But the, the dark flip side of this, and I hate saying this in front of my daughter, but it's, it is a sad part of life. There are a lot of parents out there that, for many different reasons, do not approve or do, do not understand uh, when their child comes to them and asks to transition. There are parents out there that will not allow their children to transition. And unfortunately, in a home that does not have support for a trans child, the likelihood of that child attempting suicide jumps by over 50%. So there are a lot of children out there whose lives are at risk because their parents are not supportive. I tell people it's no different than coming out as gay 20, 25 years ago. I knew growing up there were friends of mine that would come out and their families would disown them. We have a lot of that in the transgender community. You know, we finally gotten to the point in the gay community that uh, we have gay marriage, we have more, 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 more civil rights that we're still trying to fight for, but there's more inclusion, acceptance now to be gay or bi or straight. Trans, the, the T in LGBT is, the, is literally the last to come forward. And it's crazy, too, because the history of the community, the Stonewall Riots will be having their 50th anniversary this June. They're going to have a huge New York City, New York Pride Parade. It's going to start at Stonewall, which has been made a national monument now. And historically, the riots were first started by the drag queens and the transgender people, particularly the transgender people of color. So the gay rights movement, as we have it today, was started and is because of the trans community and the drag queens. So the people who actually started the, the, the movement are actually the, the ones that are, are trailing behind when it comes to rights and acceptance. And it's really important that if you have a child that you know of or your friends of a friend who knows someone whose kid is trans, to get them the resources that they know so they can understand what it really is. Because it's a lack of education. People just don't get it. And that we understand that, right, Chloe? What do you do when people ask you questions about you being trans? I don't take offense to any of it Good. because I just think, <laughs> hey, like I could be the first. Uh, they probably didn't even know what transgender right. was or meant right. before meeting me. So, like, this is a learning experience for them. Yeah. Like, just I just wouldn't take offense to it because I need to tell them like what it's like. You know, if there's any questions, just, you know, fire away. Yeah. And if you get to a point where they're asking you something uncomfortable, like something about your no-no place, don't answer. Don't answer. That's right. See, that's the thing, too. The one thing that people love to talk about are your private parts. People are just fixated with the idea of the private parts. And the answer to that is, well, we don't talk about your private parts. Why do you want to talk about mine? Right? Mm -hmm. Tea spilled. Tea spilled. (laughs) That's a great answer. I mean, Chloe. uh, Yeah. With social media and, you know, opening up so many more avenues, do, are there people in social media or on TV that you identify with or are tra- trans? Because I see that more and more in TV characters and online presence. Is there anyone online or on TV that's trans that you relate to? Oh, there is one makeup artist that I watch from time to time called Nikita Dragon, and she's a uh, male to female. And she's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you would never be able to tell at all that she was trans. And it's mm-hmm. like, she inspires me in a lot of ways. Because I want to be able to, I want to be like her, you know, not have anyone realize at all that I was 
a man before. Well, yeah. I never was. But. He never worked. That's the joke of it. It's like the transition is just, as that quote was saying, complete. that it was just, a, it's just your insides coming out. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, she's also very into music. Her father is a professional jazz musician. I used to be a singer before I became a mom. I blame you. Um, <laughs> as Rumi would know, my Rumi knows we used to sing in the dorm room together. Um, How many? I have to tell you, I felt like I was the most amazing singer in the world because we would all get together and we'd be like, Jen, just sing louder than all of us. So she would belt out these tunes, like share if I could turn back time and Joey from Concrete Blonde. And we would sing along with her and we felt like we were rock stars. Like we had the best voices ever. And she'd just be belting things out so loud so that we covered all up. I love it. I absolutely love it. That could have been the nicest compliment I could have been paid. And you know what? Chloe, <laughs> but Chloe you're an amazing singer. I've seen her video footage. See? She knows. She's seen you sing. Oh, I'm not more talented. You are, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm not just saying this because I'm your mom. She can play the guitar and the piano and sing. So she, she can do them both at the same time, which I can't do. Your dad can't sing. I can't play the piano or the guitar. She can do them both, and she can accompany herself. She's a rock star. And I think what is really cool about her talent, I told her this early on. I said, your love for music and performing is going to save your life because she's going to be able to write songs and perform songs when she's going through tough times because the world is going to be, the world, world is hard for all of us. Her road might be a little more difficult because of the bent. And I know she's rolled her eyes. I know. I get it. It's true. But music has a way of, of helping you process the way you feel. And tell, me, tell them what you said you wanted to do with your music when you got older. What would you like to do? What kind of a message do you want to send with your music? Did I say those? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, if you I said had... you wanted to be an advocate with your music. Did I? Oh, I guess we've changed that. That sounded so cool up in about two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> it might come around again. It might come around might again, come just around. not right now. That's not right fine. now. Not today. Yeah. The last time she and I spoke, she said she was gonna she was gonna use her music to uh, talk about uh, human rights. And I was like, Oh God, I raised a hippie. That's awesome. <laughs> but it looks like. Are you gonna make stuff up? Just make me feel better now. No. Right. No. I remember saying that. Ah! Okay. My daughter has officially made a liar out of me. Thank you. Oh, it's Thank it's you. a twelve year old thing. What kind of music yeah, do you want to say? Exactly. So so uh-huh. let's talk a little bit more about, you know, we talk about those people who don't really understand and you said it's a lack of education. You think can you right. speak a little more to that? What is the best way you talked about your organization and maybe talk about that again that you help with that helps to educate people? I love the fact that your daughter's very open to talking with people. Um and Me too. has an open mind about it, you know, an open heart, so people can really see that in her. Not everybody feels that way. Every, every person's journey is different. Chloe, I'm very lucky because I don't have to worry as much in this respect. Uh, old photos of her before her transition, pre-transition, don't bother her. Uh, there are pictures up in the house that if it were another child, they would beg to have them taken down. They want no part of who they were before. It's just too painful for the kids to think of, kids and adults. Yeah, we're looking at one right now in her father's office with her as a baby. Yeah. I don't know, you look like you were like two there. But that type of thing, I'm lucky because she doesn't take it personally. She understands that that's just part of who she was. She recently saw pictures of her 
uh, when before pre-transition. Do you remember what you said? What? I'm gonna say, she said, I said, what do you think about this? This was you just before you transitioned. And she said, that looks like my hot twin brother. That's awesome. Do you have siblings then? She does. You, who do you have? Do you, have a, do you have a brother or a sister? Would you like to admit to it now? Hmm. She wants, sometimes no, she wishes she doesn't have a brother. <laughs> I have a little brother, and he can be the most annoying thing in the whole wide world, but he can also be... Um, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Depends on the time of day. How old? How old is your brother? He is currently ten years old and about to go into middle school next year. They're gonna go to school together. Gonna go to school. Can you tell them what he said when we when you told him you were transitioning that you were transgender? What did Sean say? What does that mean? <laughs> and then what did he say? <laughs> um. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, maybe he didn't say it to you. We didn't know how her brother was going to take it. She told him the very next day she, after she came out to us. She didn't waste any time. And she came to me and said, I just told Sean. He took it great. And then she bounded away. So I went over to her little brother, who was the time eight. And I said to him, how do you feel about what your sister just said? Do you understand? He said, yes. It means that she's a girl now, that, 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 um, I have a sister instead. I said, how do you feel about that? He said, well, now I have the sister I always wanted. And that's wow. all he ever said about it. <laughs> wow. Because they that's, did. That's they were amazing. bugging me at that point. Both of them wanted me to have another child, and I told them that they could go buy one off the Internet. I wasn't having any more oh, babies. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, said, do you feel like Sean, like Sean probably kind of knew something was up anyway? Do you feel? Do you think he knew something like was you. up anyway? It didn't look like it was a big surprise uh, to him, do you think? Do you think he probably knew something about it? I don't know if he did. Did you ever talk to him about it? No. No? Okay. Right. I don't think he did know anything about that. I, I have to tell I you. Think he just took it. I think Sorry. he took it off. No. How dare you cut me off? It's not like this show is about you. My heavens. <laughs> um, I, I tell you what. Children don't care. Children don't care. Every child that has learned of her transition, they go, Huh? And they move on, and they accept her almost immediately. It's been it's been consistent. Children are accepting, and especially in this day and age, with all the social media available and all of the the, the openness through the internet. There's yeah, there's a lot of LGBT people on the web, on TV. It's not like when we were growing up, where it was. Uh, I wouldn't want to say taboo, but it was kind of taboo to be gay, and no one ever came out until they were adults. And it was just more, there wasn't as much information about it. Today, it's all in their face, and they just are so much more accepting. It's the grown-ups that have trouble with it. And if you have parents that are not supportive, it will trickle down to the kids. But thankfully, we've been lucky that most of the kids who come from super uh, super conservative homes that are not supportive have at least been respectful to you, right, for the most part? Yeah, we've been lucky. So that's a great point. What can, you know, as somebody who, when we meet somebody who's transgendered or tells us they're transgendered, what can, you know, tell the audience, what can they do to help, you know, the person feel accepted? So we make you feel comfortable if we run into somebody who's just transitioning or in the middle of a transition. I had an experience where I had a student I teach at a university and a student was a girl and then I had run into them um, after they graduated and she had like a mustache. So obviously she was going through a transition, um, right. but I wasn't sure, do I say something? Do I ignore it? Like, well, what do we do if we see someone transitioning? 
What do you think, Chloe? How would you answer that? If you saw someone that you knew as one gender and then a while later you notice that they're, it looks like they're identifying as another gender and you want to address it, how would you ask them about that? What's the nicest way to say that? Would you feel comfortable with someone walking up to you saying, are you transitioning? Well, someone that I knew previously. I said it was just some random person on the street, like, hey, are you transitioning? No. Like, <laughs> or do we just ignore it? Like, do we just say, okay. You know, because I think it's great if that's what she wants. You know, if she yeah. wants to be, but I wasn't sure, should I say something? You know what I mean? Like, so how do you handle that? If, if it was someone I knew before and they said to me, and they're just like, oh my God, are you going through a transition? I would have been like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't really take offense to it because mm-hmm. unless I get like a feeling as a search, like, I don't know, making fun or just doing that, but. If it comes from a good place, you know. If don't it comes from a good place or, like, a good memory of someone and, you know, and they come up to you like, oh, are you going through a transition? Like, maybe they just genuinely want to know, you know? Yeah. I would suggest that you say nothing because yeah. the thing is, uh, under the umbrella of being trans, that does not necessarily mean that they've come out fully. It doesn't mean that they are... Um, that they are, are, have changed their name or that they've changed their pronouns. Everybody exactly. takes a different... Uh, a different journey. So I would follow their lead. That's always what we tell people. Follow your kid's lead. Call, follow your friend's lead. If the, when they're ready to tell you, they'll tell you. If they say, well, I'm identifying as uh, Stanley now, you'll know. That's kind of clear. You know, they'll, That's great. They get to a, yeah, when you get to the point where they've asked you to change names or if they ask you to change pronouns, if it's someone you've already known and you have a relationship with them in some way, shape, or form, especially in a university situation, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. If they're not saying anything, it's not, it's not your job to jump on board. Just be as, as friendly and as, as kind and supportive and open so that you give the vibe out there that says, if you have anything you want to tell me, I'm on board. I'm here. If you want, to, if you want me to listen, I'm here. That's the best advice I could give. Just don't act any differently. Just go with the flow. I love that. Put out the anything open. What did you say, Chloe? I said, honestly, like, I would be fine with anything as long as they're not being rude or, you know, I don't... I don't some people are more sensitive than you are, though. Some people are very emotional and they might not enjoy it. Because it's like being... Look at it like this. It's like wondering if somebody's pregnant. You yes. walk up to them and say, hey, yes. are you expecting? And they say <laughs> no, and then they punch you in the face. <laughs> Kind of the same, yes, right? that's a good if analogy. Sure, I actually thought of that when I was saying it. Yeah, it's that kind right, of, you're, right. not sure. you're not sure. Just, you're not sure. Just the same thing. It could just be a butch lesbian. You don't know. Exactly. You never know. <laughs> you never know. And the beauty of where we're at right now is that there really is such a rainbow here. That there are, every people are becoming emboldened to just be who they want to be and not be put in a box. There is non-binary. There is uh, gender fluid. There are, you know, it's, there's so many different uh, subcategories of the transgender umbrella that pe- the fact that people are saying, I don't necessarily fit over here. I don't necessarily fit over here. I'm not quite sure. This is how I feel. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do me and I'll let the rest of the world figure it out later. I, I like that. I wish more people would do that. We just need to, we need to not care so much about what other people are doing. As long as you're kind and you're respectful and you're helpful of your neighbor, that's really all that should be a requirement of being a human. I don't think people um, should have to be forced into a box. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm going to do me. If everybody would just authentically do themselves, like <laughs> be who they're supposed to be, 
um, yeah. the world would probably be the a better place for sure. Right. The bathroom we could just accept that been, for uh, other people. Exactly. It, that's what it is. It's, it's the fact that we are always, a lot of people are afraid of the unknown. They're, uh, they're afraid of change. And when you were raised to believe a certain thing, and then as you get older, a new generation tells you, no, that's not right. This is the way to do it. It can throw people off their game. And, and your first reaction is to, to be defensive. If we can just be patient with those people and not pick fights, you know, you're not going to teach anyone anything by screaming at them. That's the one thing you learn uh, by talking to other people in the community. By yelling at someone, is, that's all they're going to do is continue a fight. But if you try to listen to them, you'll hear fear and you'll hear uh, uneasiness and, un- and, and lack of education. And those are things that can be fixed if you can be patient. The problem is, is there are some people who will shut you down no matter what, but really those are the kind of people that you, they just can't be helped and you just have to lovingly disagree and walk away. It's just that when we get to a point where people who don't understand are trying to hurt my children or accuse me of being a child abuser because I allow her to transition. Oh, yeah, sweetie. It happens. Why, you got to call them up and toilet paper their house? Yeah, I'll do my shit. No, it happens. It's part of the the downside of what's wonderful about your transition. Some people, but it's like that no matter what. I could sit here and boo-hoo, but the bottom line is kids get bullied. Grown-ups get bullied. Bullying has been a prevalent issue since the dawn of time. It's how you choose to deal with it. You know, you're strong yes. and you have to be strong and you try to be, try to be patient as much as you can. Because a lot of the bullying comes from fear and, and that aggression is trying to cover up their own issues. So anytime we've had problems with people not understanding, we just let us do, we'll do us, you do you. That's our answer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And I, I do like what you said about, you know, people have the fear of the unknown, but what you're yeah. helping to create is the known. And if people just yeah. could be more open, if they don't understand or know something, then start to learn and to know, yeah. and, you know, and to grow and be open to the fact that maybe there's something I could learn if people are just yeah. more open to that. And I think that's a big thing that, you know, with a community that you're involved in, you're helping people start to know and start to learn about yeah. it. And that's huge. And get comfortable with the change. It's funny because people who know her, they have a tendency to forget what she was ever like before. There's no question that this is a little girl right here. Okay, not a little girl. Don't get offended. A young lady. You're a young lady. I'm but I know. <laughs> anyway, but the point is, is that once you get to know someone, like anything else, if you get to know someone who's trans and they're a good person and you get to know them, then all of a sudden all of your concerns and your fears slowly start to melt away and you realize this is really not a big deal. It's not a big deal. The big deal that people are most concerned about is medical transition. And I'll tell you very quickly, it's not something that people need to worry about because it takes years and a batteries and batteries and batteries of tests for physicians to allow it. Uh, one of the issues that people have with children her age transitioning is her youth and the fact that she hasn't grown up yet and she hasn't hit mm-hmm. puberty yet and what they do at her age is when she hits Tanner stage two of puberty, which means puberty has to have already happened, she, her endocrinologist, she goes to CHOP, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The endocrinologist and the team down there are amazing at the gender clinic, and they run batteries of tests on her blood work, 
bone density scans, DEXA scans to make sure that the bones in her wrists have fused together. They want to make sure that she's growing properly and that her body is doing exactly what it needs to do before they give her either shots of or an implant of hormone blockers, which basically puts a pause button on puberty. And she will be on them for a couple of years until she meet, reaches about the ages of 16 or so. And, at that, and they test her constantly. But she's 12 now. And she doesn't qualify yet because she hasn't hit puberty. She's not at Tanner stage two yet. We have to go back again in six months. It's a huge process. People think, oh, these parents are horrible. They're pumping their kids full of hormones and chopping off body parts. No, we're not. You're not allowed. The medical community is so unbelievably OCD about making sure that your child is healthy, that if there is even a smidge off of the results, they make you come back in six months or a year. It takes forever. It takes forever. That is really good And I like that. And I yeah. like that. I want the medical community to be responsible for my daughter's, my daughter's health. Because we forget hormones help start the roadmap of how your body's going to grow. Are you going to have broad shoulders? Are you going to have an Adam's apple? Are you going to have a beard? You know, it ha- but it has to start. I always thought, oh, you get the puberty blockers before puberty. No, your body's not ready. And I like that. I like that the community makes sure, the medical community makes sure that your kid is healthy. If anything is off, they stop. And if for any reason she would decide that she doesn't want to transition, that she changes her mind and wants to identify as a boy, they remove the hormone blocker and puberty will kick in right away. Wow. It's not permanent. Excellent. You have really, really opened our eyes into this world uh, between you, Jennifer, and Chloe, just really giving us a really solid, good education and understanding of your journey and the journey of someone who will be transitioning. I think your voices are going to help so many people to gain the courage needed to really live their truth, which was the title of this show, Living Your Truth. And Chloe, you really are. And like in the words of E.E. Cummings, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. And you are totally rocking it, Miss Chloe O'Rourke. We are so proud of you and honored that you have chosen our forum to give your voice and help other people to achieve living their own truth. So we want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been really an amazing hour and it flew by. I know. I hope I didn't talk too much. Sorry, Chloe. No, it was absolutely perfect. You both were great. And I I am changed for the better because now you have made the unknown known in different ways. And I hope you did that for the audience. I'm sure you did. And we really, really appreciate it. And we are going to spread the word and help educate as well. Well, we've got to wrap thank it up. We want to thank you, our listeners, thank you for, for tuning in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered and want to live your own truth. Remember to follow us at Fab Empowers and to visit our website, fabempowers.com, to sign up for your free gift and join our fabulous tribe of females. Join us next week as we welcome Brenda March from March Forward Consulting, and we're going to be talking teens, how to help them tap into their purpose and their passion while balancing the job of developing who and what they want to be. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Life from Flat to Fabulous. Be sure to join Sheila Turner and Sarah Hartner again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Until we talk again, make it a fabulous week. 